0: Serving communities in northern and central Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, this is Aspirus Health Talk with Melanie Cole. An estimated 83 million American adults, one in three, have one or more types of cardiovascular disease. Of these, 42 million are estimated to be over the age of 60. My guest today is Dr. Peter Veitkavichis. He's a cardiologist with Aspirus Keweenaw and Aspirus Ontonagon Hospitals. Welcome to the show, Dr. V. So tell us about what's going on with cardiovascular disease in our older population.
1: Well, as you mentioned, the older population are the ones that have the most frequent uh, and most severe forms of cardiovascular disease. I think the biggest thing that we have to do in the older population is to determine what is the best therapy for them. There's many things that we can do to grandma with regard to interventions and things of that sort of big question for me has always been what's the most appropriate thing to do for her that's going to make her more functional, more functional, more capable, and more resilient to her disease.
0: Is it a rite of passage, as it were, to develop cardiovascular disease as you get older or not necessarily?
1: Well, it's certainly something that we can limit. With the aging process, there's a reduction in muscle mass, there's a reduction in heart function, there's a reduction in vascular uh, the function of the vascular tree. All these things kind of add up to make the patient more symptomatic. And then if you have the patient develops coronary disease or some sort of injury to the heart muscle, those, things, those symptoms are worse in the older population compared to the younger population. Um, being physically fit, avoiding that first heart attack, avoiding any blood pressure issues, avoiding diabetes, are certainly things that we can do to mitigate the effects of aging on the cardiovascular system.
0: Are there certain screenings you would like the older population to be going through on a regular basis so you can catch any of this early and possibly use interventions?
1: By far and away, the most important thing is to screen them carefully for hypertension. Hypertension in older populations can be insidious, it can be uh, substantial, and it can often be associated with you know cataclysmic uh, clinical presentations. So I think screening the older populations for blood pressure regulation, blood pressure control is very, very important. Uh, the other thing is to make sure that these people stay healthy with regard to other comorbidities they might have, such as diabetes, such as pulmonary lung disease. A uh, comprehensive review of the patient's base, basic medical problems should be done on a regular basis.
0: Now, what about our older folks? that do have some sort of cardiovascular disease. So many millions of Americans, Dr. V, have high blood pressure, and as you mentioned. Do you think that they're adhering to their medications? Is this controlled, or is this one of our bigger problems that we're seeing, and we need to work on getting them to adhere to their regimens?
1: Well, I think most people have to realize that when they're diagnosed with hypertension, it's usually a lifelong condition. These medications will be taken for an extended period of time. The medications that we have now don't necessarily cure the hypertension, make it go away to the point that we don't have to take medications. These medications primarily control the severity of the disease. So once you're diagnosed with hypertension, regardless of age, it's really kind of a long commitment you need to, with comprehensive care. So keeping the patient involved in the game, keeping the patient's head, on the, uh, head in the game, making sure that they realize how important it is to take the medications is, is very substantial, the other thing that complicates the older patient is they have other conditions like diabetes. So these, so the older patient is on multiple medications, uh, oftentimes four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different drugs for the control of their various comorbidities. And it takes a little bit of uh, craftiness to uh, adjust the medications for all of these conditions so they don't interact. So, a medication for diabetes doesn't worsen the heart failure uh, episode or a or medication for hypertension doesn't cause low blood pressure or slow heart rate that may cause the patient to be uh, symptomatic.
0: Dr. V, as much as we would like our older folks to be active and move around as you speak of comorbidities, they also have physical limitations that, that sometimes limit their ability to be as active as we might like, rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis and all of these other things. So where do those fit in to the activity level we'd like them to do so that they can hopefully prevent some of these cardiovascular diseases from continuing to get worse?
1: Well, most older patients with various cardiac diseases can participate in training programs, exercise programs, and that that activity to maintain the integrity of the skeletal muscle and, and joint strength is very, very, very important and can often mitigate or reduce the To encourage the older patient to remain active. Um, it may be a different type of activity, a gradual walking exercise that's done carefully in a shopping mall as opposed to going to the gym, but each patient must have a, you know, a regimen, a schedule, a desire to participate in physical activity. It oftentimes is a great way of reducing the symptoms of heart disease.
0: As we look at our older population, people are always asking me, Dr. V, is it considered a family risk a genetic risk if your parents developed heart disease after, say, the age of 75 or 80? Or do we not look at that as a familial risk at this point?
1: Yeah, I, we still look at it as a risk. It, it's, the premature coronary disease, uh, heart attacks and things that may occur in the, in the males before the age of uh, 50 or after the age of 50 and females after the age of 60, those are really strong predictors of a uh, early atherosclerotic disease. Uh, early cardiac events but even as we get older having a family history of hypertension still implies risk for that in someone else in the family so so those factors still need to be controlled and, and, and adjusted for and watched
0: and what do you want these caregivers to know? If, if we're in that sandwich generation and you're taking care of older parents or older relatives or you're a caregiver for someone, if someone does have cardiovascular disease, what's the most important bit of information you want them to know about taking care of themselves?
1: Well, the most important thing is this. One is to focus on their health and well-being. Take time, sit, to set time aside to do the physical training activity, to do the things they need to do to stay healthy budget that time and actually you know re, you know change your schedule a little bit to allow physical activity and comprehensiveness of care. The other thing is to realize that these medication regimens can be very complicated. You may have to be very patient with the older patient and kind of encouraging them to slowly titrate medications in one direction up or one direction down. Uh, it's often very important to work with them on a daily basis or a weekly basis, Having physicians or care providers or nurses who can stop by and adjust the medication on, a, say, once a month basis or once every two week basis is often a way to kind of promote uh, doses that are that optimize their their the, be- the benefit of the medications. So sitting down and working with these patients on a casual basis on a regular basis is very very important.
0: And where does cholesterol fit in? We hear so much about it and the medications can actually have side effects that older people are afraid of or a pain here and there and what do you tell them about controlling their cholesterol at that age?
1: Well, you know there's, there's certain ages where the data doesn't isn't as robust, but certainly the statin medications are one of the most significant medications that, that are given in cardiovascular disease to reduce the risk of further events, both heart attack and strokes. So I think it's very important that we uh, can discuss these medications with the older patient be mindful that there's certainly some age where these benefit of these medications might be limited. The side effect profiles, for the, for the most part, are, are, you can usually find a medication, a statin-like medication that a patient can manage and a patient can take. It may take a little bit of time. You may have to expose the patient to different medications and different ways of giving the medication to reduce the symptoms. But the cholesterol management and the statin medications, I still think, play a very important role in the population 70 and above.
0: In just the last few minutes, Dr. V, your best advice for those patients 70 and above in regards to cardiovascular disease and why they should come to Aspirus for their care?
1: I think Aspirus is focused on the totality of the patient. We integrate very well our specialists, our cardiovascular specialists, and our primary care physicians. So I think it's important in this population to have somebody who can manage all the diseases together and uh, when something is required, an intervention is required, that the most appropriate and careful for one is provided to the patient. And I think that's something we do very well at
0: Aspirus. Thank you so much. It's really great information. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to Aspirus.org. That's Aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.